Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the men's room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. Unfortunately, what you're about to hear is real. The members of this radio program are simply not that bright. Or what some people would call educated. They are merely stupid. They're not trying to offend anyone on purpose. And all have played doctors on TV. You have been warned and are cordially invited to join the party. This is the men's room. Forget it, man, and get with the countdown. Get, 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 get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off the Kicksville. Kicksville. The trippers, the grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a kite. This is the men's room with Miles and Thrill. You know what they say, shake your radio more than three times, and you're playing with it. You're listening to The Men's Room. And away we go. Welcome to Season 19, Episode number 4028. Along with Steve the Thrill Hill, The Ted Smith, and my cock. Hard to On today, the return of Who Sucks Less. We will play profile this. Plus headlines, a men's room shot of the day, fun with listener emails, and everyone's favorite, TV time with Tim. Click, quack, drink it and drive. All right, here we go. A sex worker who gives discounts to Canadian soldiers is not making the police very happy. Meanwhile, a dog is finally adopted after years, and the reason is somewhat sappy. Drunken woman accidentally orders a $2,400 cocktail at a hotel bar. Uh, the rats under a homeless man's blanket kind of look like a clown car. And eating crawfish, now legal in Colorado. So they finally took care of that. Yeah. That is all coming on today's very special episode of The Men's Room. And now, here's the question. Hola, bitches. Good day to you and yours. All right, you've probably already heard the news, but earlier today, the Seattle Seahawks, they announced that after 14 seasons, head coach Pete Carroll will no longer be the head coach. Now, he will remain with the organization as an advisor, and we're not entirely sure what an advisor is, but that tells us there's a good chance that Pete knew that this was coming, and that's a good thing. We don't think he was blindsided, but there's been quite a few NFL coaching changes 
who uh, lost their job at the end of the regular season. And chances are they knew their days were numbered as well. Hell, we knew. No real surprises out there other than Pete Carroll. But sometimes you see the writing on the wall and you just know that your time in the situation is coming to a close. Like, maybe you're Benjamin Millipide. I refuse to say Millipede. That might be how you say his name. I just refuse to say that. So who is Benjamin Millipede? Well, he's the soon-to-be ex-husband of actress Natalie Portman. You see, he was busted cheating on her with a 25-year-old chick. And then in response, <laughs> Natalie has been making the rounds wedding ring free for the last few months. Cheating on Natalie Portman? That was what, that's what I think about when I'm Come having on. sex. Like, what do you, actually, I saw a picture of the chick that he uh, cheated on. She's, she's cute. I mean, she's not Natalie Portman cute, right. but either way, he got busted. And for the last few months... She's been walking around town without that wedding ring. And like I said, everyone knows where this is headed because sometimes, as we stated, the writing is on the wall. And that's at the root of today's question. We want to know, work, relationships, or whatever, when did you know it was over? To be a part of the big show, call 206-803-ROCK. You can like The Men's Room on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Men's Room Live, and send your emails to The Men's Room at KISW.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The debauchery rolls on. You're listening to The Men's Room with Miles and Thrill. 99.9 KISW. Oh, but y'all, and away we go. Welcome to Season 19, Episode number 4028. What a large and in charge program we have for you today. Guaranteed future repeat. The exciting return of Who Sucks Less. TV bring us three stories from the news each and every week. They all suck. It's up to us to determine out of the three stories which one sucks the least. So how are we looking this week? It's going to be brutal. It's not brutal. You know, look, people suck, but these people don't suck the most. Because that's the way right. it Okay. So it might be tough to figure out which one sucks the least. Then. Mm, I don't know about that, but right. still, okay. not uh, the worst. Not the worst. Also, as we do every Monday through Friday, lucky you, you get more Men's Room exclusively on Odyssey and the Odyssey app with the Men's Room app. Are. Join us coming up today for uh, episode number uh, 520, Ted, if it's okay. Uh, we've got some questions. Uh, find out how your trip went uh, down to Houston for the National Championship game. So. A lot of sports going on in this town lately. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
<laughs> find out your uh, uh, one of your many adventures that you've had lately coming up with the uh, the men's room happy hour. Join us for episode number 520. If you don't have the Odyssey app, download it now. It is absolutely free. As we tell you all the time, all the podcasts in one location. Just search for the men's room. By the way, uh, we had, do have an update for you. From what we understand, mm-hmm. there is the Men's Room Radio channel on there. They gave us a chance to uh, make our own radio station where we got to pick our own music. Now, last year, we started out, and we picked 25 songs apiece. So we had 100 songs on this channel. We decided to expand it a little bit after we kept listening to it. And like anything else, you hear a couple songs over and over. And right, over. right. We need to add some more songs on here. So we picked 25 more and brought us to 50 tunes apiece. And we ran with that for the greater portion of last year. Now, at the end of last year, they said, hey, you know what? Uh, we want to switch this things up. And they said, sure. So we each put in 50 new tunes. Right. From what we know, uh, as of either today or yesterday, the Men's Room uh, radio channel on the Odyssey app is now running all the new music, yeah. which means I'm going to go and probably check it out uh, there you go. a lot tomorrow in the office because yeah. I don't know a lot of these picks. Uh, but one thing I haven't seen anyone else's picks, so I don't know what's on there at all, yeah. other than my own, right? But yeah. that's about it. Man, oh man, oh man. Okay. This has been <laughs> I don't know, we're going to talk sports today. I'm just reading that Nick Saban apparently is retiring as well. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> This day is getting crazy as hell. Isn't it? I know. Yeah. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Uh, join us for the uh, the Men's Room Happy Hour coming up. And, uh, and definitely check out the Men's Room Radio channel exclusively on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. And, yes, obviously, today we are going to talk a little bit of sports. And uh, Nick Saban retiring is a, is a big deal. He's been uh, iconic in the world of college football. Uh, much has uh, the same as Pete Carroll. Yep. From his years of winning uh, national championships. And now after 14 season, uh, seasons and 10 playoff appearances in the franchise's lone Super Bowl championship. He is now out as the Seahawks coach, and he will move into an advisory role, according to team owner Jody Allen. Allen said in a statement the decision was made after thoughtful meetings and careful considerations for the best uh, interest of the franchise. He is the winningest coach in Seahawks history. He brought the city the first Super Bowl title it's ever have, created a tremendous impact to the community over the past 14 years on the field, and obviously in the community. His expertise and leadership in building a championship culture will continue as an integral part of our organization moving forward. Now, the Seahawks are expected to be interested in, among others, Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Uh, He was the Seahawks assistant from uh, 2009 to 2010, their defensive coordinator from 2013 to 2014. Uh, The Seahawks ended their season with a win over the Cardinals, but missed out on that wild card berth with a 9-8 record. That was out of their hands, as you know, as the uh, the Bears couldn't get it done uh, against the Packers. Uh, Got off this year to a 5-2 start. He was hired in 2010, had the fourth longest tenure with his current team of any other head coach behind Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh at 72. He is the NFL's oldest head coach for several years, but had been given uh, zero indications that he was getting close to retirement. He does not seem like 72 years old. If you know one thing about Pete Carroll, he's the youngest 72-year-old man on this planet. Still can throw a football 40 yards. (laughs) He runs, he jogs, he throws the football. guy's pretty stout. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks have uh, no obvious candidates, but there have been leaks on some personal uh, personnel changes that they thought that they might bring in. General Manager John Schneider, uh, he arrived with Carroll in 2010 and assigned through 2027, now stands alone as the highest-ranking member of their football operations department. He exits as the winning coach, uh, winningest coach in Seahawks history with a record of 137-89-1, 10 playoff victories including his head coaching stints with the New York Jets and New England Patriots. 
Uh, his career record, 181 and 131 and 1. That puts him 13th in NFL history and regular season of playoff wins, along with Jimmy Johnson and Barry Switzer. Carroll is one of only three coaches to win both a national championship and a Super Bowl. And the Seahawks marked uh, Carroll's third and by far most successful stint as an NFL coach. He lasted one season with the Jets. They went 6-10 and in 94, fired by the Patriots after three seasons, having gone 27-21 and 21 with two playoff appearances. Obviously, you know his history at uh, uh, USC and, uh, and and everything else. So, Pete Carroll, uh, one of the most uh, iconic coaches probably sure. in, in uh, NFL history. Uh, you know, uh, as you know, if you've listened to this program for a number of years, we're Ravens fans. We, we've been in Seattle for uh, almost 20 years now. Uh, Pete Carroll has been there the entire time we've been here. We, we were here for the Holmgren years as well. Mm-hmm. When, the uh, end of them. Yeah. When, he was, uh, when he was coaching. Yeah, but, coach, uh, right. Holmgren was here. And there was the one year with uh, with John Mora, <clears throat> Jim Mora, Jim Mora, Jim Mora, Jim Mora. God, I forgot he even coached. Yep, hey, because yeah. coach here. I'm saying, didn't he come right. from UW? Did he move across the street or something like that? If I remember correctly, it's been a long time. I can't. My brain is fried, as as you know. Yeah, and I think maybe he wanted the UW job, but didn't get it, or there was something. something but he was only here for like a year, and he didn't do bad. All things considered, I mean, he was here. I don't remember one and done, but either way, it was like seven and nine, one of those yeah. seasons. All right, so middle of the road kind of thing. And we talk about uh, we, we 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 do talk a lot about football, obviously, off the air in the uh, in the office, just trying to figure out hell in the hell I'm going to watch this game Saturday afternoon with the with the Chiefs. I got and, Peacock, bro. Yeah, with, yeah, with don't have with the, the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I'm just are not there sure. bars that have Peacock? Because Miles is like, where do I go? So let's go to the bar. It's like. I don't know that most bars have Peacock. They might have mm-hmm. Apple. They'll have, but go to a soccer bar, right? Because the Prem's been on Peacock forever. Yep, yep. yep. Good call. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, with even Russell Wilson, now he, he exited a couple years back, obviously, and and he and Pete were uh, were tight uh, to a point. Where I guess. Obviously, I things know. got to a point where it just didn't work out at the end. But either way, you know, you, as they say, you don't know what you got till it's gone. When you go down to Denver and you end up playing, I'm just, this is my assumption based on, you know, looking from the outside in, it doesn't look like Sean Payton is much of a player's coach anymore. He's an a-hole. And it, I, I, mean, I, I think, it doesn't like, like a play, it doesn't seem like anybody's coach. He's just, he's, I think he's just an awful person. But when you go really from do. someone like who's positive and right. who is, you know, upbeat and uh, you know, always ready to, you know, like push you forward, and, and, but be positive about it, that's Pete Carroll. Now, I don't believe that Russell Wilson got the same treatment starting with day one when he got down to Denver. You can say what you want about Russ, but it just seemed like it was, you know, uh, r- r- right out of the gate. It, it was yeah. too, it, it was it was Sean Payton's head butting against Russell. I don't think Russell wanted anything to do with that argument or that, but, you know, from day one, uh, when he walked in there, he made it clear. And, and I think that, uh, not that Russell Wilson didn't appreciate his time here or his time, but even more so now. Right, you appreciate it more when you work with an a-hole. Your head coach, you know, it's like going to a different job and your boss is just an absolute D-bag compared to your last job. Maybe you are making more money now. You know, maybe you are in a better position. Maybe you are. But you still got to work for that guy. You got to work for that guy. Well, I think, I think too, with Russell, you've seen a lot of the old defensive guys come out and say it. Like, obviously, Pete kind of protected him a bit. Yeah. Yep. But in Russell's defense, often people that are kind of getting some of that treatment don't know it. So you're right. I think by the time he got to Denver, it already went bad, and Sean Payton showed up and was like, I don't even like this guy. Right. No. Yeah. I will say, though, uh, our, our old buddy Luke Wilson, mm-hmm. right? We set him on the mega cast, right? Play tight end. Oh, so, available on uh, Ozzy, on the Odyssey app. If you have there a, you go. Check out the mega cast. So me and Steve Miggs and a buddy of mine got to go through a walkthrough on a Sunday. So they were playing a Monday night game over at the VMAC. And I'm telling you, when you see Coach Carroll up close and personal, just running a walkthrough. And Miles will test, like, walkthroughs aren't, like, super intense. Right. It's unbelievable. 
Like, by the time Luke came over to show us the locker room, I was like, I'm ready to run through an effing wall for that. Right, yeah. I mean, it just, it was so much fun. His his energy is, is electric. His positivity. He, he, yeah. He's a very positive person. And, and he's also one of those people who is very intelligent. Uh, he has interests, you know, obviously in a, in a number of different places. But I do remember at one point in time, this is years back, when uh, uh, the Ravens and the Seahawks played, not this past season, but a few years back, probably four or five years back, the last time that they were in Baltimore. And I went to the, uh, the World Trade Center and Memorial. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, they also have one in in Baltimore at the top of the Baltimore World Trade Center, and I'm up there, and it's a very somber experience, obviously, and it's it's heavy. It's not one of those sure. places that you know. I, I realize the one in New York City is apparently just crazy heavy. But, yeah, it is. But, yeah, I went there. It's, but, it's pretty heavy. But uh, but 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 the one in Baltimore heavy as well. Um, maybe not on the same level, but I'm you know I'm reading all of these things and and going over this stuff, and I look over my shoulder, and there's Coach Carroll, and you know I was he chewing gum. I don't know. I, I just know that I immediately went from feeling just sad and depressed because I had a buddy passed on. And, yeah. You know, I worked for Karen Fitzgerald. So that was kind of heavy. I looked over and was like, that's me, Carol. <laughs> right. I should yeah. go over and say hi. I wonder if we should get a picture together. I'm like, this is not the place for this, Miles. It's just you not, know, man. You can't go over there and like shake his hand and go, hey, how you doing? You doing well? What's up? Really nice to meet you. Can man. we get a selfie at this yeah, memorial? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, it's tough. Because it was like just the wrong place at the wrong time. Otherwise, I would have run up and, you know, uh, shook his hand if I could and just say, hey, man, love you as a coach. Yeah. And a blah, 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 blah. Good luck uh, with the game tomorrow. But don't you get you? He knew this was coming. Like I said, yeah. it, the fact that they put him in the advisor role tells you he knew in advance this day was coming. They just had to pick the day to announce it, right? Got imagine someone rolling a Ted, mm-hmm. they're going to fire you from the show. But we want to keep you on as a consultant. There's a good chance you say, no, that's not what yeah. I want to do. But clearly you have talked about this in advance. Like, hey, this is what we're thinking. Are you cool with this? What do you want to do? Uh, by the way, just real quick, people pointed out Jim Mora. He was 5-11. and 11. Oh, oh, he's 5-11. Right. And then uh, as far as the NFL game that's on Peacock, they say even Peacock games are on NFL Network. So the bar should have the game. Oh, okay. So any bar with NFL Sunday ticket should have the rights to air the Peacock game. Let's okay. hope so. Let's hope so. Because I, I definitely Other want to point it out, it's like Amazon Thursday Night Football. Golly. Most of them don't have a subscription to Amazon, yeah. but if you get the NFL package, then you can carry the games. And, and, you know what's weird? Uh, so, so there was the incident with Pete Carroll at the top of the World Trade Center at the at the memorial. So that's, that's one of them. And then last year, we went to the game in Germany with the Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Correct. We also went and we uh, we took an afternoon and we toured a concentration camp. Again, yeah. another incredibly heavy experience. Dachau, one of the yeah, where yeah, horrible, horrifying. We walk out of there and all these Buccaneer players are walking in to do the tour as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And of course, like me, I get excited when I see football players. These huge guys walking in, like, I want to give them a high five. Hey, good luck, guys, man. You know, but you can't. Yeah, not the can't, place. You can't really high five someone or, you know, get all chummy at a concentration camp. You yeah, know? man. The, no, the, but I'm with you. It, is... was, it was just odd because it's, you, like, we were leaving, right? But it's like, they're NFL players. You can't miss them. No, they're, they're right. They're, they're obvious when they they're show huge. up. They're uh, huge. They're walking. God, in. they are so big. Mm-hmm. Like in real life, man, when you see a group of them together in particular, it's like Jesus H. Christ, man, that as a big group of boys. And you can't even lie about what you do. I mean, look, I always tell people, musicians generally are much smaller than I expect when mm-hmm. we get to meet them. And at, not just football players. Like the baseball players are giant. Like you're just like athletes are huge. Yep. They just are, man. Who is it? Uh, Jay Buhner, right? 
Mm-hmm. I'll come in here and cut commuters. And you think baseball player, you picture like these little tiny guys. He is jacked. Jay Buhner is not a tiny guy at he all. He is a big man. I, I know. Like, and when you look at his highlight reel of some of the plays that he made where he dove in the outfield or jumped over a fence and caught a ball, you know, you can't believe that someone that big and that strong is that agile. Mm-hmm. And you know, and just, you talk S to him all the time. Oh, I just, you know, we, we, we hang out. I, I still have his uh, rookie card that I'm hoping he'll sign for me one day back there Jay, somewhere. Jay, don't. Do not sign his rookie card. Whatever <laughs> yeah, you do, yeah. do not sign. Look at Miles that, look at that young card. man right there playing hair. for the New York Yankees. Aren't they a pretty good team after you left? Uh, by the way, we got a follow up on that. Jim Mora. Someone here points that yes, Jim Mora was five and eleven, but the year before the Hawks were four and twelve, so he did better ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trending in the right direction. I was always. I mean, look, it's a testament to Pete Carroll. Like you, like even I, you just kind of forget some of that stuff because it's it, you it's know been what I mean. Like so long. Right, and even last year, like we still snuck into the playoffs and everything. You kind of mm-hmm. forget, like, and and look, I know a lot of Seahawks fans. I know, you know I'm a Seahawks fan, but I know a lot of them are worried about if we if we got rid of Pete, do we go all the way back to the dark days? I'm like, I don't think the pro, I don't think that. I, I think not, he created no. a culture where that's yeah. not going to happen so much. Yep. You know, legitimately, I think what he's done. Some of those things are going to be permanent fixtures for the Seahawks, where that is the culture that they expect. Right, right? you put different. Uh, I mean, they'll put different coaches in somewhere like Green Bay. But still, if you go to Green Bay, even where they fall off, they're never awful. Yeah. But they were before, right? But you had a coach that went in there. Who the hell was it? Was it Holmgren? I guess Rich Green He was a Green Bay guy, yeah. yeah. He, he basically Brett Favre still, won a title. right, to what the Green Bay franchise still is now. So even when you go there, there's a, you might not be great, but there's an expectation mm. that you will not suck. And that was Holmgren yeah. to put that there. And I definitely think Pete Carroll ha- has put that particular form of stink on the Seahawks, man. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. an no, expectation that, look, they're going to have look, look, if you play look, here. People go through crap in life. And, and, and athletes, you know, you're very young. You've been uh, not coddled necessarily, but you've you've been the best Protected. in that sport, obviously, uh, for the majority of your young life up until that point, when you're 22, 23 years old. And now, you know, you're in the spotlights. You're given millions and millions of dollars in cash. Obviously, there's a lot of people out there. That would be a tough position for anybody to be in, no matter what walk of life you come from. You would, man, I could be would, the most blue-chip athlete you've ever had, all the stuff. I'm a young man, and you gave me millions, right. dude. I'm probably off the. I'm going Johnny and, Manziel. And there were a lot of, and there were a lot of players in the league because <laughs> of reference. getting into incidents <laughs> and, and, and things that that had happened in their lifetime, and, and when they're playing, you know, at other teams. Pete Carroll gave a lot of those guys a shot, a shot, yeah. and bringing them into a culture. I mean, it doesn't work out all the time. What was received? Josh Gordon. Josh maybe? Gordon. I mean, there was a oh, number. Yeah. There was a number of guys, but but he he tried, man. Like mm-hmm. he he would. You know, based on their talent, like, look, I know you have the talent to do this on the football field. Let's see if through our organization, you know, we can change the person off the field a little bit and make it to the point where, yeah. you know, you can get back out there again, resume your career. A lot, of, a lot of organizations won't do that. A lot, a lot of coaches don't want to take that chance on people. Yeah, depending on what, whatever the deal is, whether it's Frank Clark or, or any mm-hmm. of these guys who've been through some stuff. You know, uh, he always gives uh, people a chance. I think the Cowboys used to be that team. We're like, man, you could be on video murdering 17 people, but until you're actually thrown in jail, Jerry Jones is like, well, put them on the team. Right. And I'm you know, sure, we'll worry yeah. about it later. And I, in my mind, there's still yeah. there's still. I mean, they, man, Jerry, look, Jerry, yeah. The, the Cowboys take some real when, flyers. When the Dallas Cowboys would not take a chance on you, that's basically when you're out of the NFL. You know, if it was yeah. behavior-related stuff, because, man, that dude was like, don't care. No. It, put them on the team, whatever. Yeah, even some of their greatest players, he, 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 he tried. Yeah. He yeah, tried. he tried. Like when they were winning Super Bowls, like everyone on your team is dirty and is testing positive for multiple drugs. Jerry's just like, don't care. No, doesn't matter to me. They don't. They you don't snort cocaine during halftime if yeah. you want, brother. To go out and play. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure he knew exactly where that flop house was. <laughs> yeah, the White House, as they called it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they had a party house near the facility. Right. Property. Jerry Jones was like part investor in the property yes. of the development or whatever the deal yeah. was. So, like, yeah. he knew. Hey, hey just, guys, just finish practice. Do all the drugs and hookers you want. They had a flop house. I don't care. Man, oh, man. <laughs> You're living well. That's the stories you could tell, probably. Work, relationship, or whatever. When did you know it was over? 206-803-ROCK. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. KISW. The shenanigans continue. This is the men's room with Miles and Thrill. A question, work, relationship, or whatever. When did you know it was over? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Tina. Welcome to the men's room. Hello, gentlemen. Hola. So, with me, it was my most recent marriage. It ended because he became a she, and I'm straight. Okay, well, I can see how the writing's on the wall there. Now, it's it's not like he just came home one day and suddenly he's a woman. I mean, how long did the process take for the transition? It took a few years. We've been married for about, I would say, 14 years, 13 years when uh, the process started. And And did you know that he was doing it for that purpose? Not, I, I didn't know when we got married. Well, no, I mean, when he started, because like, just a quick aside. So Bruce Jenner, Jenner transitioned. To, what name? Did they, mm-hmm. Caitlin. Caitlin. All right. So I called it kind of early on only because Bruce Jenner had been Bruce Jenner. He'd been on the Kardashian show or whatever, but he started getting some uh, uh, plastic surgeries. No big deal. People do that in Hollywood. Then one of the things he went in for, and he had not mentioned that he was transitioning at this point, was he had his Adam's apple shaved. And I remember saying to yeah. you, Miles, directly, I'm like, he's transitioning to a woman. And everyone's like, that's mm-hmm. crazy. I'm like, why else would you shave your Adam's apple down? It proved to be true. So in your case, when he started these procedures, what did he say? What purpose did he say he was doing it for? Uh, to be true to be true to okay. now herself. Okay. And I uh, can respect that. Yeah. So as as someone who obviously loves somebody and, and married, uh, during this transition time, were you a positive supporting uh, person in his life? Very much so, because, you know, I wanted my partner to be happy, but then I realized it was coming at the expense of my own happiness. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. And I had to be true to myself as well, because I was hypocritical if I said, you get to be true to yourself, but I don't have to be true to myself. I could fake it, you know, and I couldn't do that. Yeah, only no, fake orgasms, right but don't fake happiness. Yeah. yeah. So are you happy yeah, now? We're, yes. We, um, we're still best friends. We actually, ironically, we get along better now than we did when we were married. We were able to sell our house in Arizona together without any issues. Um, the divorce was amicable. Um, and we still, we still to this day talk. We still well, sure. were a big support for each other. You know, we're, like I said, we're best friends. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Now, uh, has she started uh, dating or have you started dating? Um, I do have a boyfriend. We split... Uh, three years ago, almost three years ago to the day. And I do have a boyfriend. It's somebody that I've known for a very long time, dated when we were teenagers and reconnected 
during my divorce, actually. Was the sex better then or is it better now? Just curious, you know, because uh, you're starting at the beginning right. of life there. I mean, did you pick up some tricks along the way? I mean, did he learn a few things when you got you back know, together, so to speak? Or was it just the, when, exactly the same? When we were together the first time, I was, I was 14, he was 16. Well, that's what so, I'm saying. You're, you're, you're typically these young relationships that you have. Right. <laughs> you're, you're just kind of trying to learn your own road there. So I, that's why I ask. I'm, I'm assuming when you guys got he's back learned together, a lot. Right, yeah, exactly. In the years you know, in between. He's, he's not in high school anymore. He's graduated college. So, you know, is it is it different? Uh, very much so. Yeah, yeah I would guess so. Because you know, a lot of people do reconnect with people that they've okay, gone uh, high school with. Is there anything? Yeah. Anything happened in the bedroom? You're like, ooh, I actually remember that from all those years ago when we used to date. Mm-hmm. Like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle on the same old move, whatever he's got. He still bites too much. Right, his go-to move, whatever he's got to do. Always has to put his finger there. You know, you just wonder, certain things stay the same as much as you evolve. So, as far as the transition goes, right, when when this process first started, you were not aware that they were planning to transition, or you were? It, It had been talked about at several points over the years, but nothing had been done. Once it finally started... You know, um, the actual HRT started and the actual process started. Um, I was given very little heads up when the process was going to actually start. Okay. Well, how many years had you been married or even been together? How long had you guys been together before... Before they even broached the topic of transitioning. Because I'm just saying, like, we were talking yesterday, like, how long do you wait before you fart in front of a significant other, right? This, to me, is a lot different. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm telling you, yeah. my girlfriend, fiancé, and now wife, hey, surprise, I also want to be a woman, and I'm going to go pursue this. Um, like I said, it was talked about early on, but it wasn't, you know, I didn't know until after we were married, but then what, it had off and on and we wanted to wait till the kids were grown up and out of the house and then my now ex got to a point where decided it was time and all right what is, what was the kids response to this i mean how do you bro fine with it okay yeah, my right. youngest still called my ex dad that, well, I mean, that's kind of hard not to. Right, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean. That, you know that's how you know, you know, one know thing them. the whole lot. <laughs> right. So, okay, and, and not not under. I realize that there's a lot of different stages that that, that that you can go through depending on, I guess, the level of how you want to transition. Now, is uh, is penis removal uh, or, or reconstruction of the sexual organs? Is that is that something that people do? Is that something that, that, that you know, like he right? Is, is that part of all that? Does he have a vagina now? Yeah. Yes, is what yeah. Not yet, but it's on the table for later on. Well, we'll be how, on the table. How <laughs> long does the dude? I mean, like, look, if I'm transitioning to a woman, you know, the the prize, the the thing that doctors look at the moment you're born is like. The vagina. So you go through all of this. How much longer does it? Is it something that they medically they must wait, or is it something that they are waiting to do? Um, they can choose even not to have it done, but a lot of them do go through with the full process. And my ex eventually will go through with the full process. It's just going to take time and money. I would expect, yeah, I, yeah, I would guess that would probably be one of the more expensive parts of the entire transformation. Right? Yeah, I would. It, it, I know it's yeah. the most expensive I mean, part. Breast implants it's what we pay for. Right. Hormones or whatever. Those yeah. are all Just things. out of curiosity, did you guys, when you were married, were you uh, fans of the show Friends? I wasn't. My ex was. Ugh, all right. It's got a famous on that show, Chandler Bing's father. Had oh, transitioned. transitioned. Oh, right. Okay. 
And let me, one last thing, Tina, as far as, so they transition into a woman. Do they ask your advice about anything? Constantly. Yeah, I mean, just as far as, did you know every woman's body? Because I'm going to be honest, the thing I'd ask you most about is the vagina. Like, look, man, I don't, I don't know, you guys keep this bad boy clean. I'm not even sure about the whole peeing thing. Like, I just, I don't understand. I like it. I like visiting it, but I would not know what to do if I suddenly had one. I mean, I get, you know, my ex will message me, you know, for fashion advice and stuff like that. And I'm a tomboy. <laughs> I mean, I I can be girly when I want to be, but I'm not big on the whole hair and makeup thing. So I'm like, whatever feels comfortable and looks good on you. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that. That's I think if I'm transitioning, man, I'm going like full, just like super chick. I think the hardest you know part would be the fact I'm that doing heels. I got like, big boobs. Yeah. Like, I want to be. Yeah. I would, See, well, I transitioned to be a tomboy. You know what? Like, really, just wouldn't be here's working. what would agitate me the most. I think, to be honest with you, is buying clothes because if I know roughly the type of jeans that I like or whatever, mm-hmm. they're they're typically cut about the same. I will try jeans because on because men's one, clothing measurements are based on but, actual but, math but, 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 that does not but, change. But shopping a lot with children, with with wives and everything, I, I've realized that the changing room is absolutely a one hundred percent necessity because. Different clothing manufacturers. Different have, brand size uh, uh, different. It, thank you. It's that's unreal sense. for women. Right. It's, it's awful. I that, said, that's man, why if I become president. That would be the thing that would drive If I am the U.S. president, like all the other problems people have, I don't care. Work them out. No one's trying to solve it anyway. But my God, women's clothing will be universal. And the I understand. sizes. Yes. Will be, but even if I go with my, we were at the Gap, I don't know, like two months ago, right? So she's looking at different things. I'm looking at different things. I knew what I like. So I grabbed the stuff that I like because I didn't have to try it on. I look at the pant size. I know that wherever I go on this earth, even for the European side, mm-hmm. right, like that's my size. I don't need to try this on. So my wife has like three different things. They all say the same size, but she even holds them up and they're way different. And she's like, that's I, what I'm saying. I, I that hate would drive this me nuts. Ass, but here's the thing. But women also have this knowledge like, well, I like this designer, but with this designer, I am a size blank. And that's, that's because the they do yes. them smaller so you feel better about yourself. If I buy a clothes, same shirt, but different designer, it's this size. If I go to Lucky, kind of if I go to Lucky, I know the, the cut of jean that fits me the best. Yes. And as long as my waist hasn't expanded, I definitely know the inseam. So I just need to try on one pair of jeans. And when I do, I might buy three pairs of jeans in that style, maybe three different colors. But once I try on one, move. once I try on one pair, I'm good. You know, yeah, don't need to. I, I'll just buy three of the same. <laughs> hey, yeah. would you like to try this on? I'm like, no, I know it fits. Mm-hmm. I'm a guy. That, you, that's the size. Yeah, you get a suit on. You don't. You don't go to a changing room. They, they basically tailor that suit for you. They they take a measuring tape and do it. I don't have to walk into a changing room. If you're a woman, man, changing room. It, I mean, even like look it. for my body type, right? I'm a short, squatty guy. I know when I buy jeans, like I'm gonna have to get them uh, tailored, hemmed. Or you know, taking it, taking in, or whatever. Yeah, right, because it's waist, like, right, but 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 the waist will stay true. That's the thing. So it's like I never like I I don't know if they started making them you know thirty eight whatever smaller inseams great, but I also know like that's not going to happen. I know what size to get. I know where the dry cleaner is. Yep. I'll get them taken. I'm convinced that's why Nordstrom has a bar. Right, because the thing well, because that, that's Nord, a guy. Nordstrom also, also they'll, they'll they'll do the hem for you. They'll do the hem, but I've gone to the Nordstrom guys like, do you want to try it on? I'm like, no, man, it has my size. It hasn't changed. Right, my wife, meanwhile. Because, you know, people in places like Nordstrom, they love to hand you a million different things. See what feels good on your butt. That's what I'm like. I'm going to go to the bar. And I'm not being mean, but, like, the amount of time it takes you to find Mm -hmm. the clothes that are going to fit. And this is apparently all women. Like, I'm going to go watch TV and drink a beer. Because this is ridiculous. Our question, work, relationship, or whatever, when did you know it was over? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Josh. Welcome to the men's room. 
Hola. How are you doing? Doing good, Josh. How are you doing? Good. Honey was over. I went to Maui. I left. We were, I was DVing with this girl all the time, and she kept calling me, I'm pregnant. You got to come back to Washington. I was like, eh, I like it down here in Kia. It's beautiful down there. It's 90, everything there. She convinces me. I come back here to Seattle, and I keep getting in trouble, so I have to do three years of drug court. So I do three years of drug court and graduate. And right when I graduate, she's cheating on me with her boss, Ken, at the Waste Management Center. <laughs> Damn you, Ken! <laughs> you hear that, Heather? So you feel better now? Yes. Okay. There we go. Tell man, that is a dude just wanted to bet. <laughs> Ken. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, Phil. Yeah, the waste manager. Oh, Damn him. Recycling mother. <laughs> Damn you, Ken. He knows how to compost. Mm -hmm. yeah, you do. Oh, Ken. He knows all the recyclables. He's got the best gloves. Shows up on time. Just wish he wouldn't put that thing in reverse so much. Ken. <laughs> Yeah. I'll tell you what the I know. name sounds like it was reversed. Exactly. <laughs> the one time that I definitely knew it was over in my life was uh, before I started working with you guys. <laughs> I was uh, I was doing a, uh, I was working at a classic rock station in in Baltimore. Things for about a week or two before that seemed a little bit strange. I, I dude, there was just a weird vibe where uh, typically we would go into meetings at least once a week to go over show things and sure. to work on stuff and just to plan ahead as far as the events that we had coming up, the promotions that were going to be on the radio station, whether we were doing something in a different month, whatever. It was constantly a meeting and also kind of, kind of a, an impromptu air check uh, sure, for, sure. for my boss at the time. Would, if he ever heard anything good or bad, he would definitely let us know. So he cancels one one week and we're like, all right, well, not a big deal. you know. Yeah. That, that crap happens. He has other meetings to do. Uh, and he I did have, love when people cancel meetings. And he did have other meetings to do, but it wasn't what we thought it was about. It was about changing the radio station that we were on. Second week goes by, he does it again. And then we were supposed to have a meeting on this Wednesday. We get into work. And actually, we, we, we've been doing very well in the ratings, and the, and the, and the show had been doing somewhat well. Uh, it's a classic rock station, so there's going to be a lot of people who listen to that in any market, right. no, no matter what, especially, you know, 20-some years ago. But um, uh, so we get off the air... And it's just a little weird. There's no one downstairs. And that is very strange because apparently the other shows maybe knew what was going on more so than we did. Right. Some of the more senior uh, people in the building. So when we got off the air, the country music show had already left the building, which was pretty unusual. Uh, the gospel station, uh, they were kind of off in their own area. We had, right. a, we had a, uh, an AM gospel station. They kind of gently exited the building. And unbeknownst to us, we were on the bottom floor of this building, but on the middle floor above us, that's where the offices were. That's where the sales department was, the promotions department, all the other moving parts of the radio station other than the studios are above us. A lot of those people had gone upstairs. Now, when you walk into the uh, the foyer of this radio station, the entrance, there were pictures of all the shows. Right. There were all the the logos, all the things. Uh, and at that point in time, uh, we were met by our big boss and our program director after we left the uh, after we left the studio. But most of those other people had gone upstairs. Yeah. We had not gone upstairs. They pulled us in and they said, "Sorry, guys, today was your last show." Uh, <laughs> And we kind of had an idea something weird was going on because the building, people were just walking around on eggshells who knew. 
So right. the promotion director, who's normally like, "Hey, what's up, guys? How are you doing?" He just like walks by us in the hall, and it was just you, you just got the idea yeah. that yeah, that he knew, but we didn't know, and a lot of people who knew the IT guy always knows, the always engineering knows. department knows, yep. sales manager knows, general manager knows, program director knows. There's a handful of people that know. But upstairs, they had taken all of our pictures down, all of the <laughs> logos from the old radio station. They had already been replaced with a new format, which was Smooth Jazz, which was the hot radio format at the time that had been uh, slowly taking over in different markets, depending yes, on if they the thought... The John Tesh station. Yeah, they thought there was a need for it. They, 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 they put that on... White people like jazz? That's basically how it came. It kind of came that way. And so... Fair. Yeah, right. I mean, that's, that's yeah. how they summed it up, essentially. So, so they... Uh, so they fire us, and uh, we had to sign all this paperwork, do all this crap, you know. And and then when we walked out of that office, there are two Baltimore City police officers, and they are in our lower floor to exit us out of the building for us. Yeah. So, you know, we still had to go to our desks. We still had to right. clean up our stuff. Uh, the great news was was when we got to our uh, desks, they had already supplied boxes for us. Oh, that's well, nice of them to do. They have. Look at that. Look that's at that. There, there, there were two boxes that were already on, like 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 we could hold them with handles, like yeah. you know, file boxes kind of things that were already on the desk. So we started packing stuff up, and um, uh, the policemen are behind us the entire time. Obviously, right, right. there had been something that had gone down in a previous world uh, where I, someone had a very difficult time, I guess, leaving their job for the police to be there. So I guess they were, sure. they were using due caution based on prior experience, which I know nothing about, but either way. So, um, you know, at this point in time, I'm like, oh, look, I, I want to take the boxes uh, to my car real quick. But one thing I want to do before I leave the building is there are a number of friends, there are a number of people that, look, this is just a formatical thing. It's not like they fired the show and then put a new morning show on and the format remained the same. This right. was top to bottom for the most part. Everybody on that radio station was gone. We all lost our job. When the midday person walked in, they did the same thing to them, told them, hey, sorry, you know what I mean? Your, your job's done, blah, 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 blah. But what I told my boss at the time, and what I told the two police officers was, I really just want to put my boxes in the car and go up there and say goodbye to these people. I've worked here for yeah. you know, over a decade. I have a lot of friends up there. I want to tell the general manager, thank you, because he's a buddy of mine, and say, you know, man, I really appreciate you know everything you did, blah, blah, blah. And they said, okay, all right. So I go upstairs, and I walk into the lobby. Now, that's where I see for the first time that instead of my picture and my partner's picture is a picture of Kenny G. Hey, now. All yeah. Right. <laughs> they already had this picture they up. They also had a picture up of John Tesh. Who, I was who, joking. Who, who, who was, Jesus. Who was very popular in the, in the in the smooth jazz world. Now, these are still, uh, the old pictures are still up there with all the other stations that are still in the building. Like, right. Kirk Franklin was a big gospel guy. So his picture's up there along with their morning show. And yeah, all yeah. We have been completely scrapped. From the entire wall, the logo, the whole deal. Now, as I look into the sales office, the new colors of the radio station, which were like blue and silver or something like that for smooth I jazz. believe it was blue and silver. I remember all the uh, commercials. There are balloons everywhere. Oh, they're already throwing a party. There is a cake <laughs> with a new logo that's kind of a saxophone like right. with, in place of the J for jazz and, you know, smooth jazz, you know, 104.3. And they had a huge ass cake. They had uh, uh, probably the tallest stack of pizzas I've ever seen delivered <laughs> to one radio station. Had to be at least 10, 20 pizzas. Way too many pizzas for how many people up there. I'm, of course, thinking to myself, you know, 
whatever. All right, this is this, is, and everyone's celebrating, and they've got a presentation going on. I'm kind of sneaking around, shaking people's hands, you know, like and all that stuff. And so my last move was to go over and get a piece of pizza. <laughs> so they're, they're having a party and a presentation. I just grabbed a slice of pepperoni pizza and walked out. Yeah, you got to at that point. But uh, that that was one of the more surreal. But I just couldn't believe how quick they made the turnover. They always do. I mean, Thrill and I have been a party, right? What station? Well, because 105.7 was a rap station. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. like the last two days, right, before Miles got, got on the show, right, you're doing the show with Bill. The producer is in the building, Eric, but they needed me to fill in. They were two great shows, by the way. So it's kind of weird. We like do the show or whatever. Unbeknownst to us, you might have known, I didn't know, was all that stuff going on upstairs. But same thing. Like, by the end of the day, they already had, like, T-shirts out and this yeah. and that. It's like, it's good. But it was like, it's good for all of us, but it was bad, as I liked a lot of those people at that rap station. I only found out my boss at the time pulled me aside and said, hey, man, you've been on AM. <clears throat> we want to put you on an FM talk show. And I'm like, that is awesome. But in my mm -hmm. mind, there there are no stations so I'm thinking they're right. going to move me somewhere. And then he goes, look, and I hate when they do this. I appreciate it. I respect him. And he goes, look, you can't tell anyone. It was like two weeks. All right. You oh, can't yeah. tell. Good good His office is across the hall mm -hmm. from the then rap state. So you look out of the window, the glass window. Yeah. You're looking at people well, that are about to lose their job. And he goes, yeah, yeah we're going to flip that to an all talk station. We want you to uh, head up midday. What, well, what, like, what, what am I? Okay. So, but you can't tell oh, anyone. Yeah. One of, one of my good buddies was the equivalent of VD. So VD does all the production yeah. uh, here at the building. I saw that guy every day leading up to this. And his name was Mark Williams. He was he was a Baltimore radio guy for a, for a number of years. He was also a production director there. By the time I got to my car, I, I came in with the station on the radio. So when, yeah. I, when I turned my car on, it was already in smooth jazz mode. <laughs> Sometimes radio stations will tease a different format coming right. up. or like, Sure. They right. went right from our show. And when we got off at 10 o'clock, the first... Well, we didn't know this. The first, yeah. They completely flipped and changed all the music, and I hear Mark Williams doing all the imaging for this radio station. That takes weeks to get that crap yeah, Oh, he knew. Yeah. He knew for a long time, and he's, Oakley Oakley, guys, how are you doing? <laughs> like, you would never know. You would never have a clue that he knew that all these people that he knew were getting ass canned. That's what you, you know? have to do, though, man. You I drop it on you, you're like, okay. Yeah. And like you said, good for us, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was brutal. Our question, work relationship or whatever, when did you know it was over? 206-803-ROCK. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.